Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Valor Outdoor Sportsman's Podcast, brought to you by Valor Game Calls, G93 Outdoors, and Capturing the Hunt. Let's go! Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Valor Outdoor Sportsman's Podcast again. So glad y'all are here. Uh, it's been awesome to see the feedback we're getting. We've done three episodes so far. This is number four. And uh, guys are asking, when's another episode coming out? What's what's happening? So uh, we're excited to see the feedback we're getting. And uh, we love having these conversations on here, hanging out, checking it out, and, uh, and getting to know some different people. So today... We're just going to update podcast about hunting season so far here in Central Texas, everything that's going on here. And so I've got my good buddy, Laith Taylor, with me today. What's up, Laith? Hello. Is my voice coming through good? It is coming through great. Is it, it recording? It is recording. Good. So we just recorded, <laughs> uh, open and honest here, we recorded 15 minutes of this podcast just 15 minutes ago and not a single bit of it recorded. So we're on your end, on my end. So it's just lathe every once in a while talking. But uh, anyway, I'm Micah Smith, uh, host of the Valor Outdoor Sportsman's podcast. So today, uh, yeah, we're just hanging out, talking about hunting season, some stories so far, how the season's going here. And so uh, wanted to start out with some sponsors of the show. First is Valor Game Calls, which is my personal company. Uh, we make handmade duck calls, goose calls, varmint calls. Anything you can think of, any colors you want, any uh, most materials. There's some crazy materials out there that are hard to deal with, but uh, anything you want, we can do. We're doing a lot of image barrels right now, which we've done Wonder Bread. We've done a bunch of camos. We've done Trump 2020. Uh, I had a, a guy ask me for one the other day. I'm not going to say it on the podcast yet because uh, I want it to be a surprise, but uh, we'll be watching our socials. We'll release some of that special stuff soon. But, uh, yeah, any custom duck call, goose call, varmint call you want, um, we're kind of rolling this season, trying to get orders out because season's hitting and ramping up for a lot of people in different parts of the country. So, oh, yeah. Uh, next, G93 Outdoors, my bud, my good buddy Colt Door. My friends call him Colt Outdoor. Not my friends, my kids. My kids call him Colt Outdoor, which is the perfect name for him. And so uh, Colt's an awesome dude, and they we have a big ranch. Uh, I guide for Colt, water, the waterfowl side of things. Uh, and then we have another ranch up in PK around Possum Kingdom Lake here in central Texas. And it's got a bunch of exotics on it, uh, massive whitetail. He's posting pictures all the time, and I'm like, I don't even know these deer exist around here. So if you want to get on a big old whitetail wall hanger uh, hunt, Contact Colt, contact me, contact Cahill Rogers, um, and uh, you can. We'd love to get you on a whitetail, black buck, anything. They just posted a picture two days ago of a black buck hunt they went on. They pounded a, a really nice black buck. I think so they have a video on. I think he just put a video out too. He did on that black buck. Yep. Mm-hmm. So G ninety three outdoors. Check them out on socials, and uh, you can see that video of that black buck. Also on the waterfowl side of things. We have a ranch in Glenrose, Texas that we're hunting on, and uh, we'll talk about it during till season, but uh, all the reports we have from last year is that it's just stacked during duck season. It's got a water system on it that we can flood different areas of the the field. We've planted millet and smartweed and everything on it, so it's uh, primed to hold just an awesome amount of ducks. So we're hoping that we get a lot more rain and... uh, 
I think it's going to be a really good season. So anything from deer hunting, waterfowl, whatever, we'd love to get you on a good hunt. Check us out, socials, G93 Outdoors, uh, any of our personal pages, Micah Smith, Colt Door, Cahill Rogers, Lay Taylor. He can also get you connected with us. And we can get you on one of those hunts. Uh, next is capturing the hunt. Do you know much about that? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> capturing the hunt, owned by Lath Taylor, who's with me right now. Uh, Lath does hunting photography. Uh, and he, what's cool about it is uh, when you call him up, if you're going on a hunt, say you're going with your kids or your family or your dad or your grandpa or whatever, and you want to capture these moments out in the field, uh, Lath is incredible at doing that. He goes on the hunt with you. You really don't know he's there. He'll hide in the weeds beside you <laughs> in the bushes. Uh, you'll know he's there if you want him to set up a certain picture. But other than that, he's just getting awesome shots uh, in the field of the hunts, of mm-hmm. the harvest. He's on our Valor team, one of our staff members, so he's always in the field with us when we're hunting. Uh, and so it's been really cool to have him. So, uh, Lathe, you've been going for a little under a year. Uh, yeah. I mean, under. it'll be a year in December. year in December. And I remember the very first hunt you went on. Yeah. And it was awesome. That was a lot of fun. It was with us, yeah. So it was super cool to see you out there. And uh, the f- one fun fact about Lathe is... Uh, last year for Christmas, was it for Christmas that you got a roll of camo tape? Oh, I think I just ordered it on Amazon. Oh. See, Paige, Paige's Lay's wife, she told me that you like got it for Christmas or something. I probably did. I don't remember, honestly. Anyway, uh, Lay starts doing hunting photography, and then I notice every piece of equipment he has has camo tape on it. Yeah. It's great. Whether it's his Yeti bottle that's sitting right here beside us or his tumbler or whatever, He's going to either paint it camo or it's going to have camo tape wrapped around it. Yeah. Camera, camera bat, whatever it is. So uh, I love that. When we're out there, we're like, whose is that? Oh, that's Lace. He's got tape on it. <laughs> camo tape. So anyway, uh, next, Green Fox Marketing, our good buddy, Eric Wilkins, owner of Green Fox Marketing. Um, we're usually in their studio. Today we're not. We're doing something a little different. So we've been working with this sound issues, trying to figure it out. It may sound a little different, but... Uh, they do marketing for all different companies, anything you need, whether it's a website, social media marketing, whatever. They can help you with that, and they're awesome at it. Um, good friends with us, and so we love those dudes over there. So Green Fox Marketing on socials, their website, all that kind of stuff if you need any marketing. Last, Rowdy Fowl Lanyards. So I've used a lot of waterfowl lanyards. Uh, and uh, when it comes to lanyards, there's a lot of different um, quality of lanyards and all. You know, there's a lot of things that goes into it. Um, Rowdy Fowl, they're here local, close to us, 30 miles away. And they just make an awesome lanyard. You can do any colors you want. They have a clip on the bottom for your dog uh, your dog collar remote. And it actually has a whistle built into it if you want that. Just a lot of cool features. And uh, I've started running their lanyard this season, during till season. I really enjoy it. So uh, if you need a new lanyard, uh, I think he does duck call lanyards. He does... Game carriers, he does a lot of different stuff, gunslings. So go to Rowdy Fowl on socials, check him out. Um, And then one more, I skipped him on my list here, and I didn't mean to. This is one of my favorites. A-Bear's custom decoy rigs. Damon A-Bear down in Louisiana hand makes uh, decoy rigs. If you're a waterfowler, you know the headache of getting out in the field and throwing your your decoys down and having to untangle rigs for 20 minutes. Uh, It's one of the things that I hate the most. And uh, ever since I switched to A-Bear's rigs, uh, I've never had to 
untangle a set of decoys. I literally carry them out in the water or wherever I'm at. I drop them, take the carabiner off. I start grabbing heads of decoys and I start throwing. Uh, it's I, how he's he's got a patent on the way he cuts these rigs so that they don't tangle. And uh, if you don't have a set, go check him out on socials. Order you a set. They're the same price as big, bo- big box stores, and they don't tangle. You can get any color you want. Uh, all of us use them, and we use different colors. I use, like, an olive green color. Colt has blue. Another buddy has yellow. We just all have different colors so that we're, we're picking up decoys. We know all the green ones are mine. And it, it's cool to be able to have that custom color and a really nice uh, decoy rig. So check him out. He's an awesome guy. We're going to have him on the podcast here pretty soon. Uh, and we'll get to talk to him all about that. So that's the sponsors uh, of the show. Also, last podcast I did, we did an honorable mention podcast section. And so today, uh, these are sponsors that don't sponsor our show like um, financially or, or anything. They don't even know that we exist. But they're companies that we use or are things that we like that we want to mention on the show. And mine today is going to be Whataburger. Okay, <laughs> if you're not in Texas uh, or if you're not in the South, I don't know if you've got a Whataburger around you. But they make incredible burgers. It's fast food, cheeseburgers. Um, the old bacon cheeseburger, Whataburger cannot be beat. And then you get fries and then their next level, what's next level about them is they've got Whataburger ketchup, fancy ketchup, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. But then they have spicy, fancy ketchup. Spicy, fancy. Which is next, next level. I do like the spicy ketchup. Man, it's so good. I almost like mixing the two sometimes. Eh, nah. What? No. Okay. And you can, and it, I think it's a local tech. I mean, it obviously is Texas, but HEB sells the Whataburger. Yes. Ketchup and... It's some, it. some, some of the other fixings. Yeah, that's all we have at our house now. We buy the Whataburger ketchup. Yeah. So good. Uh, the other thing, too, their breakfast is incredible. You go by there early in the morning and get you a taquito, sausage, egg, and cheese taquito, uh, bacon, I'm, egg, and cheese. I'm a, it's, uh, it's the uh, honey butter chicken biscuit guy. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Honey butter chicken biscuit. If you've never had that, it's literally a biscuit with a... with. Oh, and I found a hack. So on the regular menu, there's a... It was a limited time only, but they started offering it full. The uh, chicken strip sandwich, the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Uh huh. You, I'm pretty sure you can technically substitute the honey barbecue and put some honey butter. Honey butter. On oh it. my goodness! So I they, usually do the honey mustard, but one time they heard me say honey butter, and they kept it on there, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. Yeah. This is like breakfast. Yeah, at lunch." Oh. So the old HBCC honey butter chicken, oh HBCB honey HBC. butter chicken biscuit, yeah, uh, is literally a biscuit with chicken tenders on it and this honey butter that they drizzle on it, and yeah. it's phenomenal. Taquitos are great. The Bob breakfast on a bun. I mean, breakfast is great, and then their burgers are. Now some people that are not from here, from another state that we're not going to mention, <laughs> say that In and Out is better than Whataburger. Okay, I've had In and Out, and it's not terrible. But it's definitely not Whataburger. So, yeah. I don't really think that's a uh, viable debate. I've only had it once. Debate. And it's not the. Yeah. I was not a fan. I mean, some people like it. It's just that a stuff. burger. Yeah. Some people like all that stuff on their fries. To me, Whataburger like, add, tries to add some stuff. And I, I, I've heard In and Out's pretty, 
pretty plain almost. I think know? they've got a hidden menu that I don't know a lot about. There's a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, that's kind of like Torchy's. Torchy's tacos. Yeah, Torchy's is great too. They have a but, secret, secret menu. Yeah, but they've got. Whataburger has something about their bun. They've got like a little sweetness in their bun. There's something when you just bite into it that you're like, that's Whataburger, and he can't beat it. <laughs> so I remember going to football games with my grandpa when I was young, and we would drive an hour and a half to uh, a Stephenville football game, and we always stopped at a Whataburger, and it's just so good. Yeah, Whataburger was a when I was in high school and band it was an after band treat. We always would always go to the yeah, that's what we did at football local games. water water burger yep. and just hang out. Um so Lathe, I snuck this on him uh right before we started and said, Hey, you need an honorable mention sponsor, so uh think of one. So today, Lathe, what is your honorable mention sponsor? I really like the Monster Juice. Monster Energy Monster drinks. Energy Drink, but it's the juice specifically. It's, it's the not one that just says the Monster Juice. Monster Juice. They're like four flavors. My favorite is my favorite is the pink one it's called like chaos or something like that um and then there's also the pipeline punch which to me tastes a little bit like a hawaiian punch and i do like hawaiian punch you're a hawaiian punch guy i do okay well that's a great honorable mention sponsor because i'm not a big energy drink guy i drink coffee i love coffee uh but a lot of guys when they're going out waterfowl hunting first thing they do is stop at the gas station grab them i mean an honorable engine could be all subs especially up here Oh, yeah. All Sips is a great one. All the, yeah. Because a lot of guys like breakfast that I go hunting with. I like uh, breakfast. Another one is Stripes. We always stop Stripes. at Stripes when we go to Santo. They have breakfast burritos there, and they hand make their tortillas in Ooh. a gas station. That's I didn't know that. It's good. You've never made a Stripes stop with us. I don't know why. I've never been to Santo. That's why. We <laughs> hunted Grapefruit when we go up there. So, anyway, that's our honorable mention sponsors for today. Uh Again, thanks for checking oh, this we've podcast. Got one more. We got one more. One more? Yeah, we're sponsored by Ty. Oh, yeah, yeah, sponsored by Ty. Hey, today we're actually sitting in Ty's office up at the church. I work at the church, so uh, we're sitting up here in his office. He doesn't know we're here. No. And we're recording the podcast. Yeah. And one day, hopefully, y'all meet Ty, but we're sponsored by Ty. Is that, well, you can't see it, but is that his desk? That's his desk. And he's got a brand new, bright like, yellow Yeti chartreuse cup. Yeti cup. He'll be excited that we mentioned that. So, all right, so uh, today we wanted to come on, talk about the season, uh, everything that's happened so far. We're in Central Mm -hmm. Texas, so we've gone, uh, our dove season opened September 1, till season opened September 14th, so we've gone, we only have a two-week till season here, September 14th through 28th. So, uh, just want to talk about those things, where we're at now, and then we're rolling into our big duck season, which will be November 14th. Yep. So that's coming up. A little over, a little over a month. I'm so pumped, man! It's gonna be good. We're in the break here in Texas. We're right in the now. break. Well, right now. waterfowl break. I waterfowl mean, break. Uh, last week, yeah, no, this weekend. Um, bow season. Bow season just opened. October one. Yeah. I mean, and you can hunt hogs all year round. I mean, that's yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. So deer hunting guys are out right now on uh, with bows, bow hunting. But we don't do a lot of uh, deer hunting. Um, I do mostly waterfowl. So, uh, talking about dove season, September 1 was opener. Uh, I think uh, that was like a Tuesday or something. So, yes. the first weekend was September 5th. So, we, uh, as I said a minute ago, I work for Stonewater Church. Um, I'm a pastor. And so, we, uh, we have a couple different campuses, and we're opening up a campus in Godly, Texas. Um, and I'm going to actually be the campus pastor at the Godly campus. So, I'm really excited about that. 
And uh, if you've never heard of Stonewater, uh, we're a church that we our vision is to reach men, equip families, plant churches. So our number one thing is we reach men. And so all of our campuses, uh, when when you wa- a lot of y'all are listening, are, are hunters, waterfowl hunters. Uh, so when you walk in. Uh, we want guys to feel comfortable. You can wear shorts, T-shirts, flip-flops, hats, whatever. And we have deer heads hanging on the wall. And, and godly, we're going to have waterfowl hanging on the wall. We there you to. go. We got to. So uh, I posted a deal on socials the other day. We're trying to – we're building the campus in godly right now. It should launch in January. But we're trying to uh, get stuff to, to put in the lobby. And I, I post on social, if anybody has anything, any mounts that they would like to donate – uh, yeah, I saw that. We would love that. So from that... Any feedback? Yes. Oh, sweet. Yes. <laughs> so I had one guy, uh, and he said, hey, I'll donate two duck mounts. Nice. Uh, he's a taxidermist, and he oh, said, send, send me the birds, and I'll mount them, and you can hang them. Oh, so I was like, that's sweet. That's cool. Then another guy texted me and said, hey, I have a six by six bull elk head that I'll donate. Oh, Okay. <laughs> and he sent me pictures. I was like, yes, this is incredible. So our lobby is literally like 30 feet tall. It's a big metal building. It's 30 feet tall. So uh, that bull elk head is going to look sick sitting in that thing. That's going to be cool. I'm so excited. So uh, if you happen to have any waterfowl, that uh, any mounts that that you don't want anymore or whatever, we'd love to, to take those and hang them in uh, the lobby of our, our church. Uh so the guys can, when they walk in, they feel comfortable. We have a lot of people in Godly area. It's a smaller town that are hunters. And uh, so, yep, if you can contact me on social if you have anything like that. A little shameless plug there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I always wanted to, I've always had this dream of having an opening weekend dove hunt uh, for the church. And so with this season, with the Godly campus planting, I was like, man, dove season's coming up. Uh, we're gonna have a godly dove hunt. Let's do it. Let's let's have a big hunt and see how many guys we have come out. So a, a buddy of ours has some land over there by Godly. Uh, he had a few birds, and we planned this thing two or three months before, and uh, we threw out a registration, and we had to limit it to fifty-five guys. Yeah, and it filled up in like a week. It was free. Uh, no, it's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. You paid twenty bucks, but you got to hunt, and we you got a free cap and uh, free hat. lunch. And free lunch. We did, uh, Adam came and did pulled pork nachos, which yeah. were really good. So it filled up in a week. We had 55 guys. So they came out that morning, and uh, September 5th, we didn't have a lot of birds. The winning team got a trophy. So we literally bought a trophy base, and I took a mojo, a, <laughs> a dove mojo, and I cut the, ba- the, the pole, you know, like a foot tall, and I stuck that thing through there, and we welded a a nut on there and screwed it in and we painted it gold so we had an awesome uh dove hunt winning team trophy that it we was awarded pretty, it was it was a pretty cool uh it was a pretty cool trophy and we could turn it on the wheels yeah. flapped i mean it was awesome i was upset that i didn't win it i didn't get to hunt a lot uh but uh that was a really cool event we had a lot of guys out there a lot of first-time hunters a lot of guys with their sons that it was their first hunt just getting people out, hanging out, and uh, I think there's a lot to be said about getting in the outdoors, what the Lord created for us. I mean, he literally created birds to fly and animals, and the Bible says, like, he created those for us to go and harvest and, and eat, to live off of. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
I love being in the outdoors. I love getting to do ministry in, in those kind of ways. And, and uh, it was cool to see all the guys that got connected. And uh, I think the winning team shot five birds, so we didn't have a lot of birds. Yeah, I did not have a lot of birds. Um, but everybody said, hey, birds were kind of the – it would have been cool if we had birds, but getting to hang out, have fun, play cornhole, yeah. eat free lunch, get an awesome cap, uh, that was highlight of the day. So I don't think I've not seen you in that hat since you've got them. Man, this is – so I'm a really particular when it comes to hats. I got a big dome on me, so I have to have certain hats that fit my head. Other other guys like certain hats, and I'll put it on. I'm like, man, it feels like it's going to come off the top of my head. I've got to have the side of the hat sit on my ears on the side for some reason. So this hat, I found it and uh, wore one, and I was like, man, I love, I love the way this fits. I love the way – Everything about it, so I literally, I'll get on and run like that. I'll start wearing a hat, and I'll wear it for three months and don't change. And then I'll find another one, wear it, and then I may go back. But once I get used to that hat on my head, I'm like, I like that. It feels good. It feels right, you know? I got a lot of hats, so I kind of rotate. Do you do rotate a lot. I do rotate. You have a lot of different hats that you wear. Right now I'm wearing a Valor hat. You are. That's the rope hat. That's cool. Well, I that's like cool. the rope hat. So, anyway, opening weekend, we didn't shoot a ton of birds, but it was good to get the guys out there. Hang out, warm the barrels up for uh, opening teal season. So going into teal season, uh, we had um, beginning of September, we had a big front come through here in Central Texas, and it got down into like the 40s in the mornings and 40s or 50s in the mornings. It was like right before, like right before. Yeah, like two weeks before. No, Uh, I think it was like a week before. Oh, that's what it was. So that's what I was going to say. We had out at... In the ranch in Glenrose, we had two to three hundred till sitting on water. Yep, three weeks out. We so even had the guy that lives out there, who actually happens to be a Texas Park Ranger, even say like, "Yeah, no, there was tons." Yeah, so he's out there giving us reports. There's a ton of birds. Uh, so uh, we had video. I was going out there seeing birds, so we were really excited going into till season. The week before, you're right. The week before till season hit. We had this cold front come through, 40s and 50s in the mornings, um, you know, 80s in the afternoon. And uh, we went out two days before teal season opened and scouted. We sat in a blind, and we saw 30 birds. I mean, it it came in, and it pushed all the teal out and didn't push any more in. So all the teal that we were wanting that place to hold, uh, that front pushed them out, and uh, we didn't have a lot of teal left. So... I guided a hunt opening morning uh, with four guys. Lathe came out and took pictures on mm-hmm. it. And uh, we ended up having three or four groups finish in, and we got uh, six or seven birds out of the deal. And it was fun to get out there. We we should have shot a lot more birds than that. We should have doubled that if we would have been shooting good. But what was cool is uh, a lot of times here in Central Texas, when you're teal hunting, it's hot. You're in swim trunks. You're, I mean, you're. You're, if you're in waders, you're burning up. And it was a little cooler, so yeah. uh, the weather was better. But a lot of times, too, um, these teal aren't decoying really, really, really well. Um, sometimes you're having to kind of um, pass shoot them a little bit and not, like, sky bust them, but just pass shoot them because they're not finishing in. Uh, I threw out a dozen decoys, and I had a teal mojo and a dove mojo right in the spread, and we set, you know, five yards off the bank. And... All three of those groups that came in finished right in our face. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were right there. 
one group even landed on the other side of the lake, and uh, we could see them, but couldn't see them really good. The dam of the lake was up above where they were sitting, so I called at them, and then they eventually got up and flew right at us, but they were below the edge of the dam, so we couldn't see the actual birds. All we could see was the reflection of the birds on the water, so it looked like upside-down teal flying at us, <laughs> and I was telling the guys, they're coming. I don't know. I can't see the actual birds, but I see them flying at us. I see the upside-down reflection flying at us. So uh, they flew all the way at us. They got within eight, ten yards, and we shot them and got a few out of that group. So it was really cool to see these teal actually, groups of teal working into the decoys and coming in right in our face. I mean, they were they were right there. A single came in, and uh, he was on just a kamikaze mission. He just right in the decoys and sat right there and said, shoot me. <laughs> so uh, opener, we didn't get a ton of birds, but it was cool to see um, some other op- teal openers I've been in on Tex or been on in Texas. Uh, you get one or two birds, but not a lot, just because we're usually really super hot. Um, so the if we wouldn't have had that big cold front come through, I think we would have held those birds and we would have had a better hunt. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now I'm going. Come on, cold fronts. Come on, cold fronts. Let's get through here so we can push birds down from from. Uh, from, from up north, north yeah. yeah. But uh, right now in Texas, I mean, we've been in the 50s and 60s in the mornings, somewhere in there. It's like 80s and 90s. Yeah, I think Sunday is supposed to be 97 yep. in the afternoon. So Texas, they always say, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute, and it'll change. And that's true. It's very, very true. Yeah. Um, we've literally, we're having, you know, 40, 50 degree swings during the day right now. Or it goes it's from ridiculous. fifty to ninety, yeah, or whatever. You know, forty. One of those mornings, I walked out and it was cold. It was in the forties. I mean, thirties. Uh, now nah, I hadn't been in the thirties yet. No, just mid forties. Mid forties. Yeah, which down here is cold. In the summer, we were hitting one hundred five, one hundred six, one hundred nine. Uh, I think we got in the the tens, one tens. One one day, I got in my truck and it said one fourteen. Yeah, but of that's course, that's index. That's a heat index, but man, it's just. When it's deep, deep middle of summer here, it is hot. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm ready for that cooler weather to blow in and cool it off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some guys are predicting a really cold winter. Some guys are saying, nope, I think it's going to not be cold because of the weather we're seeing right now. Uh, I would love for it to be a really brutal winter so it'll freeze up all that stuff up north and push those birds down. Uh, right now, we've gone through corona, and, uh, I mean, we're not through it. But we're, we've lived through what is corona up till this point is what I meant. And, uh, you know, they've, they've shut Canada down to American hunters. I think they are maybe once a month or once every three weeks coming back and making new decisions on that. But the last thing I heard was that Canada is still shut down to American hunters. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's and I've heard it may be shut down through fall of 2021. Oh, jeez. Which is crazy. But... They have a lot of fishing revenue coming in, a lot of all kinds of hunting revenue coming in that's just shut down from yeah right now. 70% of the waterfowl killed in Canada is from American hunters, mm-hmm. which is a crazy number. So uh, a lot of the reports I'm getting from up north from different places, I mean, t- goose season's open in some places right now, and they're saying they've got great numbers. Uh, they're saying the harvest was really good. So hopefully... We get a lot of those birds pushed down. If we get a lot of cold weather, a lot of nasty weather, it's going to push them down here to the south. We're kind of in a weird spot where um, 
here in Central Texas, down on the coast, they shoot a lot of stuff. There's a lot of rice fields down there. Mm-hmm. They're getting a lot of specks, a lot of geese, a lot of a lot of teal. Um, on the coast, they're shooting a lot of ducks. Uh, West Texas in the in the Panhandle up there, uh, they're shooting a lot of geese, a lot of w- great waterfowl up there. Mm-hmm. And then you got Louisiana on the other side of us, east side of us that. Arkansas, Louisiana does pretty good. I've heard Oklahoma. We went hunting Oklahoma a few years ago. It was great. They're stacking up birds in Oklahoma now. So uh, it's really good, really good waterfowl hunting in certain areas. Um, we don't do a lot of public hunting. It's all kind of private land stuff that we have. Ranches yeah, and stuff. I mean Texas is pretty much all public yeah. or private land. Yeah, it's I mean all there private. definitely is. Don't get me wrong. There is definitely some pri- private or public land hunting, but I mean. Yeah, most time when you're hunting with a guy, they they got they've got land permission to go on there. Is usually what you're doing. Yeah, sometimes they, uh, you know, on the lakes around here, there's some public lakes. Yeah, we're sitting two miles from Lake Granberry, and it's not oh public. Oh my gosh, you there's can't like a bunch of birds. <laughs> it's ridiculous how many <laughs> birds there are on this lake that you yeah. can't get to. Yeah, there's resident geese that are here all the time. Yeah, not a big group, probably eighty. Uh, that we see flying around. But then right now, this time of season, you know, those migrating geese will start coming through a little later than this. They'll start coming through and joining some of those residents, and then that flock kind of gets bigger, and it's crazy to see all these geese flying around. Here at the church, we see the them flying. There's a Dollar Tree a dollar tree store right across the street, and for some reason, it's right by Walmart. They love hanging out in that parking lot. It's hmm. crazy. They love hanging out in the Dollar Tree parking lot. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. So they're there a lot, and there's an open field right behind it. So, um, But anyway, hunting season's coming up. For us, November 14th is opening day of big duck season. November 7th and 8th is our youth season. So I was talking to Colt about this last week. I think it would be really cool to do a youth hunt, uh, opening day of youth season. I think we're going to do it the 8th. Uh, and we want to invite some guys out with their kiddos to come on a on a youth hunt. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, we'll do it at, out at the ranch, Tierra Sagrada. And uh, we'll set up a blind that's really easy for those kids to get in and out. Um, we may do layout blinds. for Not really. We, don't, we <laughs> won't do layout blinds. <laughs> layout blinds. All right, go yeah, for it, kid. Yeah, no. So we'll do, uh, we'll do some blinds. We've got some out there that are easy sitting blinds. Make sure that the front wall is easy for them to shoot over. But I know my son and daughter... Uh, my son's seven. This will be his first waterfowl season to really start going with me a lot. My daughter's 10. She wants to hunt. I told her a couple of days ago, I said, Jaylee, I want you to hunt with me as much as you want. I would love for you to love waterfowl hunting, but I don't want to push you into waterfowl hunting if you don't want to be pushed. And uh, Rush, my seven-year-old, was sitting in the back, and he chimed in and said, Dad, I want you to push me. I want you to push me. <laughs> so he's eating up with it. He loves it. And Jaylee said, no, Dad, I want to go hunt. So I'm excited that they want to both want to hunt. And uh, hopefully this season we can get them on some good hunts. And, and then I want to do, we talked about it for the, the YouTube, I want to do a, uh, a wife hunt. Yes, that'd be awesome. I did actually, Lindsay is my wife, she actually said that she will go, not just sit in the blind with me, but she'll actually hunt this season with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Paige wants to. She's been my wife is Paige. She's been wanting to do that. Yes. So uh, we may can send the, the kids to grandma's for a weekend and yeah. get on a on a waterfowl hunt with the wives. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, so got some cool stuff coming up. The other thing I haven't told you this late. So me and Lathe, 
we've become pretty good buddies over the last year or so. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, at least once a day or once every other day, we're calling each other, hey, I have this idea. We could do this for a YouTube video. We could do this for a podcast. Uh, but this is an idea I had that I haven't told you about. So okay. fresh right here. There you go. Uh, so Rush plays football on a peewee football team. And okay. I'm helping coach. I'm a co-coach. So, uh, or assistant coach. I don't know why I said co-coach. <laughs> co-coach. Co-coach. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm an assistant coach on there. And uh, I don't always have a whistle on me because I'm just helping out. But uh, the other day, uh, the head coach was, he got off work late. So the other coach was there, and I grabbed the whistle out of my truck. So I'm standing there with this whistle, and I'm blowing blowing the plays and all that kind of stuff whenever at the end of the plays, all that. So I blow it one time, and I kind of hear like a pintail. And I'm like, wait a minute. I wonder if I can make a pintail sound. So I couldn't make a pintail, but then I was like, well, I, f- I wonder if I can do a widgeon call. So I I literally blew it like a widgeon, and it sounds exactly like a widgeon. Like, like a normal coach whistle? Yeah, it's just a normal 98-cent <laughs> whistle from the store. That's funny. And then I was like, I wonder if I can do a, a Mallard uh, Drake. So I did that with it, and it literally sounds like a Mallard Drake. So the 6-in-1 whistle that you can get from the store, they're, some of them are 6 bucks, some of them are 11 bucks cheap. But I was like, man, I think it would be an awesome YouTube video to literally go out with one coach's whistle that I paid a dollar for and call in, uh, just use it all morning long. And I can uh, I can literally <laughs> do widgeon with it. I can do Mallard Drakes, all that, and uh, see if we can get a pile just on a coach's whistle. That'd be a funny video. That'd be awesome. So, uh, if you've ever used a coach's whistle out hunting uh, to call in ducks, <laughs> let us know. Comment on our socials. Let us know because um, I, I think that'd be fun, and I think we could do it. I think it sounds legitimate enough that definitely sounds like a widgeon. Uh, the Drake is not as broken up as one of those other six-in-ones would be, but it's close enough that I think we could get it. And then, uh, you know, maybe I can do something to kind of tune it a little bit where I can get a Pentel, uh, Pentel beep out of it, you know. But other than that, I think it could be really cool. All that, right. <laughs> 98 cents. Now, that goes against against. Your, I was gonna say, my that kinda, company that kind of goes against your whole sh- your whole <laughs> stick with the valor calls. It does because, well, here's the difference in it. I but, make, but but then you can then we could do a video where, um, yeah, you use a coach whistle, but the very next video say, but I mean, you, you got to use this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the deal is we don't make a we don't make a six in one, so um, we we make you know mallard hen calls and uh, just normal old duck calls. Uh, we do have hand tuning on all of our calls, so it's different. The only place you can get our hand tuned calls is from us. So, uh, but I was thinking about it. And I was like, that kind of goes against, you know, that's kind of a competition. But, um, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with having. But it. I mean, I guess if you're the owner, you can do what you want. That's right, man. <laughs> and maybe we'll start selling coaches whistles. Hey, you never know. We'll paint them camo. There you go. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's kind of an update from uh, from the season so far. Uh, you're missing a big update that me and you did. What's the big update? The video we made. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I was kind of luring you into, that's all I got. What do you got? Oh, yeah, video update. So, uh, man, me and Lath shot a video the other day. Uh, I bought a new gun for waterfowl season. I've had hand-me-down guns and stuff. Oh, I wasn't talking about that video, but, yeah, continue. 
I want to do, okay, we'll make two videos. What's the other video? Uh, our uh, duck hunting oh, video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two videos. Let's talk about both. This is great. So uh, probably a lot of y'all have heard of the outfitter in Oklahoma, Falco Outfitters. Yes. Um, really cool outfitter. I've never gone up there and hunted with them, but their lodge looks sweet. Uh, the guys, when they when they see them on social media, hear them on podcasts, they sound awesome. Love to go hang out with them sometime. They ran a contest on their social media pages, and uh, it said... Full send, uh, I think like it was like full send 2020 or something. Full send like that. weekend, 2020? yeah. Full send weekend 2020. What yeah. So, what was contest? the details of the contest? Like, what did they, what did they throw out and say? This is what we're looking for. Uh, it needs to be a minute long video, and that was pretty much the only parameters. So it had to be under sixty seconds, under, under a minute, s- under sixty. And they said you can literally do anything you want. So, yep. they gave no parameters of like, hey, we want it to you know, use our product or we want it to be about duck hunting or anything. So we found out about the contest five days before it ended. It ran all summer long. Yeah. And we we found out about it maybe yeah. a week before it ended. And Lay said, Hey, let's do a video. Like we we may have a shot at winning this. And the win the winning package was gnarly. Yeah, I mean you get I mean I mean it was it, it was pretty intense what you get. You got uh, you got 72 hours at their lodge. Uh, 48 of that, you got to guide alongside with their guides. Yep. And then the other 24, you uh, you you just hunted. Uh, you got a full Sitka waterfowl package. Uh, they didn't have they didn't have the waiters, but they had. Um, yeah, uh, they didn't have the waiters. They had. Here you go. I got. I'm pulling it up right now. So yeah. they had. Like the 48 hours as a guide and then 48 hours as a guest. They had Yeti, the Roadie 24, as well package. as the Go Box, and a 36-ounce Rambler bottle. Then they have like a Sitka, not waiters, but they had the, the, the bibs, the Fahrenheit jacket, grinder hoodie, Dakota pants, beanie, gloves. Yeah, like six or seven Sitka items in the Sitka. A400 Extreme, yeah. Beretta, and then you get it, you can get it custom. Rob Roberts Custom. Yep. Uh, full case of Boss Boss Outfitter Blend, some Lucky Lucky Duck um, Agitators, L- Lacrosse Boots, Danner Boots, 737 Duck Calls, four dozen Flex Floats, uh, Rig'em Right Waterfowl Package, Quack Racks Pack Pole and Swamp Seat, yep. uh, some uh, Stingray industries led lighting stealth flashlight pathfinder led and og headlamp and then as well as a uh, elite membership to onyx and a single duck or goose mount of your choice so all of that you could only have two two people enter yeah in two your people video. so yep. two people and each person got all that so yeah. you each get a Beretta 400. You each get the Sitka set. You each get the Yeti set. You each, I mean, you each get all that. So we were like, oh my goodness, what an incredible contest and giveaway. And so uh, me and Lathe said, well, let's, let's enter it. So we start looking at all the videos that people had already posted. Yeah. And everyone, there were some great ones. There were some really good videos. And the one that won is, it was a really good video. Yeah. So we were thinking, uh, hey, let's just throw one out. It'll be fun to video something. We'll see what we can do. And the immediate thought was, let's go serious. Let's go serious. Go let's serious route, kind of plan it off. But then I got to looking at it more, and I was like, I mean, a lot of people went the serious route. And they specifically said, be creative and fun. Like, have fun with it. Yeah. And we don't care. They said they don't care if it's funny, serious. Yeah. Be, just have fun with it and be creative. So I was like, 
I think we need to go the funny route. Yeah, so I originally in my head was thinking um, something about, and what's funny is the winning video was a father and was son. father son, yeah. and I had originally thought like, what if we told a story? We hunt. We really we were literally on the phone one day saying, we're gonna say stuff like we hunt because yeah uh, we were created to hunt. We hunt because uh, we get to we get to harvest animals with our family. We hunt because we're gonna do a we yeah. hunt because kind of deal. And then we went to lunch that day, <laughs> and we were sitting there, and uh, a, a friend of ours, Adam, went with us, and we were like, "Man, there's not a single funny video." This was like the th- this was like a Thursday or like the Thursday or Friday right before like like that the I next think it was Tuesday. Thursday. It was like Thursday. Oh or yeah, fr- the next Tuesday the video was like you had to submit the videos. Yes. So this so, was like a week, like a couple days before. Yeah. So we were like, "Let's do let's do something funny." So we start kind of brainstorming. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then we came up with the uh, Mario Duck Hunter thing. So we yeah. were like, man, what if we literally uh, film a video and it looks like we're going on a duck hunt, but then it switches in the middle of the duck hunt and you can tell that we're playing Mario Duck Hunter, like Nintendo or, Duck Hunter. Yeah, n- Nintendo Not Duck Mario, Hunter. Nintendo Duck Hunter. So we come up with this whole plan, you know, and... Uh, we're like, at the end of the thing, we can put the game on the grill and say, man, this meat sure is looking gamey. And, you know, just kind of come up with this whole funny thing. So yeah. we went probably Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? What? That we went and videoed it. Uh, we've, we, we conceptualized it at Friday, and then we filmed it Saturday we, and Sunday. Th- or Sunday. I don't remember. We I don't f- either. It was, I think it was Thursday we conceptualized, and then Friday, Saturday we filmed or something. Any, anyway, yeah. it was something, and uh, or I don't know. You got the, the video done like, pretty sure the was, day before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we filmed, we've like filmed it Saturday, Sunday. I don't yeah. remember. So anyway, we go, I go, we go load up all well, our waterfowl stuff. We didn't film it. We had to get everything ready. We had to try to find all the stuff. And yeah. It was literally like last minute we found a... Last system. minute, we found the system. system we and found gun. the original Nintendo system. We found the gun. We found the original game. Everything within like thirty minutes before we had to like. Yeah, like I had another guy that was like thirty minutes away that had the system, and he was gonna let me borrow it, and then didn't line up where I could get it. We were going to shoot the video, and then it ended up. Was it your cousin? Yeah, your cousin had the system, the game, or the gun, the gun, and all of it. Oh, and then we borrowed the system from another yeah. guy. But anyway, we went. We videoed this thing, and it was like uh, we used uh, Gramps' place, which we've talked about having Gramps on the podcast. Jack Wilson. Jack Wilson. Mr. Jack Wilson. He's kind of like Jack Bauer, dude. I think he's cooler than Jack Bauer. He is cooler than Jack Bauer, and you'll hear about that when we have him on the podcast. It's just a little teaser. If you ever see Jack Wilson come up on the podcast. Look up up Jack Wilson on, like, uh, Jack Wilson, Texas Hero or something like that. Um, Yes, uh, I mean, we've talked about it before, but he is the guy that stopped the church shooting in the beginning of 2020. Yes. Uh, well, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, he's yep. the guy that stopped the church in shooting. In Fort Worth. In Fort Worth. And that's your wife's grandpa. That is my wife's grandpa, yes. So that dude, we were at his house filming the video. He's awesome. Anyway, we shoot this video, and it's awesome. I take my dog. Uh, we literally set up in their living room like we're duck hunting. We've got the dog blind there. We put mojos in their plants around the TV. Uh, it's on our socials. The video is. Yep. So you can go watch it. And uh, we had a great time doing it. And we thought, man, this is such an original idea. This is going to be great. I can't wait to get this thing edited and posted. We get done videoing. 
We walk out of the house, and we're getting in the trucks to leave. <laughs> and Lath says, hey, let's look at the videos and see if anybody's posted anything else and just see. We go to Falco's page, and while we're videoing the shoot, we're on the shoot. We haven't checked anything. We get done. You pop it up, and some dudes posted a video. Uh, it's kind of like a duck hunter with Nintendo Duck Hunter. Well, they had the clip. I mean, it they was it clip. was a funny video too. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, oh. <laughs> they use more of a zoom feel where they're yeah. like zooming because of Corona, COVID. So it was funny too. And but we were like, dang it! Like we literally just spent we got defeated. five hours. I felt defeated. But I, I was did like, too. You know what? Let's just do it. It's like we got we spent five hours filming this thing, I six mean, hours, whatever it was. And then I stayed up late that night. Like, yeah. I put a rough edit together and then you came in the next morning and we We voiced over and voiced all that over, stuff. recorded and all that stuff. So it was kinda like a man, I can't believe literally we're recording this thing and somebody posts one. But we were like, No, we recorded it. Let's just go ahead and post it. So we did and uh we ended up not winning the contest. No there's a there's a guy on there that Video had won, and it was about a father-son. And it was really good. It was, it was, it was a really s- shot cinematically, and that's kind of what I was going for, is a, try to make it look cinematic, slow-mo, and really kind of cheese it up at the beginning. Like and heavy at the first. Yeah, and then like make it look. I mean, I even showed it to some of my like non-hunting friends, and they were like, this looks like a Yeti commercial. This looks like a commercial for something. Yeah. And, like, and then like at first, like one of the guys who's not really into hunting is like, I thought they were going to do it. I thought this was a commercial for a new Duck Hunter game. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was fun to shoot and it was a great contest. And I yeah. and I messaged I messaged Falco afterwards and I said, uh, hey, I love the contest. It was a lot of fun. Got yeah. me got my juices flowing and so I don't know if they're gonna run it again next year, but if they oh, do I'm sure they'll do something similar. Yeah, I mean there's always there's always contests going on. Yeah. If they do, check it out. They're a great outfitter and mm-hmm. uh, it was a really cool contest. So yeah, the guy that won, I think he's a he makes commercials and yeah he, he, he's a, he did he did really good i really liked his stuff it was great all the videos were great um we were kind of like hey it's a long shot for us to win but we're gonna try anyway yeah we had to we wanted to we wanted to do this funny route because we were like well if we went the funny route i think i think if we really make the funny route good that would be really good yeah so uh i was i'm proud of the video that oh we did. i loved it i mean it's we posted on our socials, and at the end of filming the video, we said, even if it's just something we can post on socials and share with people and they can have a laugh, it was worth doing it, and it was fun to get out there. And it was a lot of fun. So it kind of got us getting ready to start making videos for Valor, which you can talk about the next one. Yeah. So <laughs> The next debacle. Uh, yeah, the debacle. <laughs> that's coming up. But, yeah, so go check out Falco's page, our pages. Look at the videos that... People uh, entered in the contest. They're really yeah. good. And if you, um, yeah, if you look it up, it's a hashtag Full Sin Weekend or yeah, Full Sin Weekend 2020 was That's the was. was the hashtag used for the contest. But yep. like he said, on capturing the hunt, uh, just capturing underscore. Well, I don't know. It's just capturing the hunt on uh, on Instagram, and you'll be able to find it. Yep, the video. So that was a fun video. Uh, next video we recorded was last week. Was it last week? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you I bought like a new gun for waterfowl season. I bought a Stilgram 3500, the waterfowl edition. And uh, I love it. I've shot it through dove season and till season now. I've shot, uh, you know, low brass dove loads. I've shot high brass. I've shot three inch. And it has handled every load so far and not not jammed one time. Hadn't stove popped anything. So I've been really excited 
when uh, with stovepipe mean? Stovepipe, whenever they uh, it tries to eject the shell and it just kind of catches it halfway out and sticks out of the gun. Oh, I've had that happen. Yeah. So happens a lot with pumps. Uh, it can, yeah, if it doesn't pump right. But I've been in, super excited with how it's worked, and uh, so I told Lathe, hey, I want to do a patterning video. This gun comes with five chokes, and so I said, let's go uh, shoot a patterning video with these factory chokes that come in the gun to see what they're going to, you know, what the chokes do and the differences in the chokes. Um, so we get out there. Um, we go to a buddy's place, and we... I have all the chokes, and I'm looking up. It comes with a short range, a mid range, an improved cylinder, and a modified. So in normal, the normal world, I'm thinking, all right, short range, mid range, improved cylinder, modified. So I go on their website to double check or a website. I don't know what it was, and they listed the the chokes uh, in the wrong order. So they they listed uh, short range, mid range, modified, modified, improved cylinder. Yeah. On the the Stoger, and I was like, man, what is the, is it, is, are they different? Like, what is, is the wa- this waterfowl, are the chokes, the factory chokes different than normal? I don't know. I start looking it up. So, uh. And this is when we are about to record. Yeah, we're about to record. So, I'm thinking, this seems weird to me that they would change something up, but I don't know. Maybe they did that just because they could on a waterfowl edition. So, we were going to record this whole video. We shot. Four targets at 24, at 31, four at 40, with one shot with each different choke. And, of course, the modified is, impro- is performing better than the improved cylinder. <laughs> but we record this video, and the improved cylinder and the modified are backwards the whole time. And after we re- record the video, I go, and I'm like, crap, we've g- I, this is backwards, and we got to go reshoot. So, But it was, it was crazy to see... Um, the other reason we're going to record it is I'm going to order a Kicks High Flyer full choke for it that we can uh, kind of ch- check the pattern on that as well. Yeah. But one thing is it was cool to see, you know, some guys shoot their waterfowl guns. They've never patterned them. Some guys pattern them. They pattern high. They pattern left, whatever. Um, my gun was patterning maybe just a, a little bit high but not bad. Uh, but it was cool to see. Like, it gives me confidence knowing when I shoot right here, the BBs should be shooting right there. Uh, and it's not, you know, a little high, a little left, whatever. Uh, but it was also crazy to see, um, you know, uh, the short-range choke at 40 yards had a ton of spread on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think it was literally like on the short-range from 40 yards, we had like six pellets in that little kill hole. Yeah. So not many at all. And then you get to the modified, and we end up having – 12 or 14 in there. It's a lot different ballgame. I think with the full choke, you're going to have a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting to see what those chokes are doing at different ranges. And also, you know, till season I was shooting a modified, and they're, those till are finishing at eight yards when we were out there. So I missed a few, and I was like, what is going on? Bad shooting on my part. But also, you're with a modified, your spread's not spreading that much at eight yards. So you're kind of throwing a, throwing a baseball at them. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we're going to reshoot that video with the Kicks High Flyer choke. And uh, we'll have, I, we probably won't do all five chokes. I'm thinking short range, uh, improved cylinder, modified, and full, or mid range, modified, full, something like that, where we kind of give a good overview of everything of those different 
chokes that. Came. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the short range there wasn't a huge difference yeah. between that and the mid range. I yeah. mean, there's a little bit, but like, not enough to be like, yeah, this is. I mean, you really can tell. Yeah, I was mainly just wanting to see, you know, what those factory chokes did and mm-hmm. how they performed. A lot of guys run factory chokes all the time and don't have any issues. Like, it's great. Uh, a lot of guys say aftermarket chokes are. There's a ton of difference, and you need to go buy you Kicks High Flyer or Carlson or whatever. So uh, I'm going to get a – I think I'm going to get a Kicks uh, full choke and just see what it does and uh, see if it – you know, how it patterns. But it's fun. What's cool about it, it's fun to get out there, pattern your gun. I would highly r- recommend, suggest, go pattern your shotgun. That way you, you're confident when you go out hunting. You know it's not shooting high. I'm not shooting over birds or behind or in front of birds or whatever. Uh, so that was a really cool, cool experiment and a really cool video. We're gonna re, re, reshoot it mm-hmm. uh, with the Kicks High Flyer so that we can have that full video to post out. I told Lath was funny that that day, uh, right after I texted him and said, "Man, the video's messed up. Let's re-record it." Uh, I had someone comment on one of my videos, send me a message to YouTube, and said, "Man, we love y'all's videos. Please post another one." <laughs> I'm like, we're trying to, but it messed up. So yeah, uh, Valor Calls is our YouTube channel. Um, go check that out as well. We've got a couple videos. I did a Stoger M35, kind of an unboxing. And then uh, I reviewed the Sitka Timber Pack. Uh, that's my blind bag that I'm using right now, and I love that thing. Especially, I've hunted a couple times in some flooded timber I'm looking stuff. at a new bag. Are you? I want to get a new bag for my camera stuff. What are you going to get? The Doctor, or uh, Dr. Duck, Dr. Duck Co. No. Dr. Duck. Yeah, Dr. The backpack? Yes. Yeah, that thing's sick. It, I mean, f- like the, the shelf system, I mean, it's perfect for photography. So cool. So And it's 100% waterproof and floats and yeah. tied to a tree. So, I mean, I'm really looking to look into that for my hunting backpack for pictures, especially waterfowl and, like, local, um, like, deer and stuff like that and yeah. turkey. Um, that thing looks bigger awesome. Game, I'm gonna have to get something different. But yeah, every once in a while I'll start. I've been listening to their podcast, and then I'll Doctor I'll Duck has a podcast. Yeah, it's called Doctor Duck Podcast. It's cool. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, his name's Dennis, and they're in East Texas. Really? Yeah, they're in East Texas. So I, mean, I got family in East Texas. Yeah, so. so they're big. I don't know if y'all listen to them or watch them. I love their show. They're big public land hunters, and they literally just go to Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, wherever. And Doctor uh, Dakota has some great stuff too. Great stuff. So, uh, that that backpack kind of similar to the Timber Pack, the Sitka Timber Pack. I love it because I can hang it. If I'm sitting in a blind, I use a carabiner and hang it on the blind. If I'm standing by a tree, it has straps that I can hang it around the tree. It yeah. has a gun hanger that I can hang my gun. It's really versatile, and I really really like it. It also has a pouch on the front it's a zipper pouch that you wouldn't even know is there because they don't even advertise it but you open the top of the the backpack and you pour your shells in this little sleeve almost in the front of the backpack and then you zip the top of the backpack back up and you can unzip this one zipper on the front of the backpack and it gives you access right to those shells so you can fit a whole box of shells right there if it's um, my favorite way to hunt or that I've hunted around here we have a place that we hunt uh and it's about, we stand in about two and a half, three feet of water. And I have an Invisalab dog blind. So I take that dog blind, I set it in the water, I adjust the feet how I want it. And then I hang my backpack off the side. 
and I hang my duck hanger over the back of it, and then um, I open the top of the backpack, and I can sit my gun in there. So I literally stand beside my dog blind with the backpack open, my gun, it's a gun rest sitting in there. All my shells are there. I mean, it's all right there, and uh, it's so easy, and, and I love it. That's my favorite way to hunt. I've never hunted flooded timber in Arkansas. I don't. We don't have a lot of flooded timber around mm-hmm. here to hunt, but I would bet if I went and hunted flooded timber that I would Might be, be an opportunity at TRS Sagrado. Yeah, maybe. We don't have a lot of big, uh, I mean, there's timber, but it's not big timber. Yeah, it's you not know? big timber. But it's not East Texas timber. Right. I mean, there's probably going to be opportunities where if we have guys that hunt a lot that come with waders and want to stand in water and hunt, we could do that for sure. But uh, anyway, that on the Dr. Duck uh, episodes that I've been watching, they're using that backpack on there all the time. And I, didn't, I haven't yeah, researched it. or I really, I've been looking at it. It's saved on my Instagram. I've been wanting to try to get something. I'm going right now to look this up, man. I got to check it out because uh, I really like the backpack. I'm always open for other. Uh, oh, man. It's it's something. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Just give me two seconds. This I'm always open great. for other backpacks. This is great podcasting, though, <laughs> looking up stuff. You know, it is, man. Uh, hey, shop. Everyone's guilty of it, so don't. Man, I think it's uh, on the spot. The Hunt Locker backpack is what it's called. Yes. <laughs> Hunt Locker. Just, Hunt Locker. I it's, mean, it's just got, great. I mean, for a, for a photographer's, like, from my point of view, like, I, I just see those shelves. I'm like, this, is, this would be perfect for cameras and stuff like that. And it looks pretty deep, so I could probably put... Probably yeah, take looks, some of those dividers out and put my big lens on there with the camera. It looks big. It's got a lot of stuff on the outside place for your carabiners. They've got it hanging on trees, and they open it up, and there's all these shelves all inside of it. So, And I just, I'm really excited. I'm really wanting to try to get this before big duck season, if I can make it happen. So it's two forty nine ninety five. Okay. on their website. I think yeah. the Sitka Timber Pack is two twenty nine, so a little cheaper. But here's the deal. Uh, you know, I started out. I've had a lot of different blind bags. I had a Drake one one time I paid like 89 bucks for. I liked it. The thing I liked about it most is it had a clear sleeve in the top where you could put your phone in, and then you could just flip the top open and, you know, tap your phone, and your clock would come up and all that. So I like that. Um, but, you know, if you want to get – they always say this, you know, the more expensive stuff a lot of times just has more um, features to it. The quality's great. There's a lot of – a lot of things that you uh, that you're paying for in those things. The one thing that I'm seeing on this Dr. Duck backpack is it only comes in real tree timber. Real tree timber, which is uh, their new timber that they. I love that. Tim- I love that camo. That's though. a good one. So what? I like the look of that camo. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is a great. Uh, you're wearing game guard camo. Right I am now. wearing game guard camo. When I bought uh, it, the lady at where I got it from, she was like. I wouldn't call this camo. I was like, I didn't say anything, but I was like, yeah, I mean, technically is camo. Have you ever been out in Yeah, there's cactus the panhandle? and there's all kinds. It's a really Texasy kind of camo. I love but it. I do too. It's great. Uh, especially that's a around here that's a big dove hunting camo. A lot of guys yeah. wear it dove hunting. Um in the I'd wear this predator. Well, probably not. It's a little bright. Yeah. So in the waterfowl world, uh Sitka's come on and they have their optifades. So you got the timber mm-hmm. and you got the marsh. Um, so those are really cool camos. And then your other kind of waterfowl camo patterns that you see a lot is going to be your Realtree Max 5 mm-hmm. and then your Mossy Oak Shattergrass Blades. Um, those 
those are kind of the go-to. They used that one called Duck Blind. Mossy Oak did. Yeah, so they they've changed. They change. Yeah, they things. change them all the time. Um, but so I really like the timber one. It's a good all. To it's me, a real tree. Yeah, to yeah. me, it's a good all around. It's cool because it really. I mean, it's a darker camo, but to me, it looks. I mean, it's kind of like an all around to me. Yeah, my opinion. So they, it has a lot of like. It almost looks like pieces of oak tree in it, mm-hmm. right? Like bark. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cool camo, and honestly. I prefer a darker camo. Yeah. Uh, we're, we don't hunt a lot of cornfields or fields here. I could see, uh, you know, if we're hunting those big open fields and uh, you need something that's lighter, that has more kind of lighter stuff in it, um, that you could, the Optifade Marsh, you know, would be a good, a lot of guys use that field hunting. Yeah. And uh, here we're hunting a lot of kind of wooded stuff. Mm-hmm. I use timber. I have uh, sick of timber jacket and you know backpack and all that so uh i just like i've always liked the darker camo Mm -hmm. i heard one guy one time talking about waterfowl hunting and his motto was black kills birds so uh that's always kind of stuck with me um you know darker anytime you can go darker with your camo or whatever it is uh black kills birds a lot of the times i see y'all wearing like just a black hoodie yeah, I've worn black hoodies. Well, I mean, I mean, with the uh, like a camo over it. Yeah, so our our waders are covering up a lot of that hoodie. Yeah, we print some uh, black, you know, like the lace collared hoodies, and those are cool. cool. Uh, this is news. You don't know this. I'm having uh, hoodies embroidered right now with the new Valor logo that Green Fox designed. Ooh! And uh, I ordered you one. Nice. It's on the way. It's only fifty bucks, bro. So I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> I got, um, I got like a. Camo. I haven't even seen the new logo. You haven't? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, I'll, I'll see it after. Yeah, uh, it's like a cam. It's like a camo. They're all. They're not camo. They're all solid. But a tan, a green, and a black. And on the black, we're doing like a Carhartt uh, brown kind of print. On the okay. green, we're doing a black print, and on the tan, we're doing like a greenish print. I think. That's sweet. So it's going to have, and it's going to sit right below your neck, the Valor logo is. So it'll sit above your waders when you're wearing waders. Okay. And, and then it's going to have, on the left sleeve, it's going to have uh, the state of Texas embroidered in it. You got to have Texas on it. Do. I mean, we're Texas. We're in Texas. We're Texas. So we're I think pretty proud of little, our little state here. That's right. So Little state. <laughs> that's Valor stuff, merch stuff that we're going to be dropping on socials here pretty soon. Uh, but... So that's kind of an update from us. We went from hunting to backpacks to uh, camo patterns. And I don't. I mean, I'm just wanting to get out. So if you wanna, if you're in Texas, I mean, really anywhere, um, message me and or Micah and or Colt or anybody that we've mentioned. And if you want some pictures taken of your hunt, like Micah said earlier, just reach out to me. And I would like to. I'm going to pro- next probably next season for sure I will offer video but I mean I'm trying to get some more equipment before I can really offer video. Um, yeah. I just want I just want a little bit more stuff to make it to make it where I want it to be. Yeah. I might get away with what I have but I definitely want a little bit more. So I mean if you want to get if you want to get video I'll do it too. Yeah. But reach and out pictures. Pictures for sure. I I def- I'm definitely ready for pictures this season. So the other thing too is if you're going on a hunt Say somebody, you haven't really photographed an elk hunt or, uh, uh, you know, some exotic stuff or whatever. I've done a little bit of exotic, but, um, yeah. So if someone was going on a big gnarly elk hunt 
and they called you, I'm going to bet, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to bet that you would probably give them a deal because you want to get some great pictures of a good elk hunt. Uh, yeah, but I definitely want to get a little bit better in shape. <laughs> oh, yeah, to go out there in Colorado. <laughs> to, get, to, to go out there in Colorado. Well, even, even here, if it was like an exotic hunt on a place I mean, it, or something. E- easily for an exotic hunt, yeah, but, I mean, before, like, this season, I'm probably mostly going to focus on waterfowl. I mean, I'm going to focus on local or more yeah. local hunts and stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely for next year, um, I wanted to get on some bigger game because in the off season, I'm probably going to try to get a better shape, get ready for the next season. Um, yeah. Well, I think what I was meaning by that is you're still – you're somewhat building portfolio. You've got a lot somewhat, of waterfowl yes. stuff. I've got a lot of waterfowl. I'm definitely wanting to build some – really don't have any big game at all yeah so not even deer if you're going on a big game hunt here close to central texas or whatever um i bet lath will give you a deal really anywhere in texas because i've I've got family pretty much everywhere there you go so uh i know you want to build portfolio some guys are going to want photography so we can definitely work a deal for because i I need a couple um yeah for sure yeah and then i like i said i mean if you if you got an elk hunt it's coming up it's a little bit easier hike. I'm down for that, but like, <laughs> I'm not. You don't want to go be. I'm not quite in shape to go like bushwhack a lot. I yeah, mean, I could. I could probably. I could probably do a couple of good good miles, but I definitely would be in better shape before I start. Like, yeah, let's go bushwhack through three, four miles of country every day. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so like, I literally was suggesting taking money out of your pocket i didn't mean to do that but i i know like you uh, no, go on big out hunts i i think i think since i am i mean yeah i mean i i want to make a little bit of money because i've transitioned to full time or i've transitioned to doing photography full time um and it would i mean money money is money but um definitely for trying to at least for trying to get some more portfolio stuff i definitely do a lot of like some discounted yeah for at least if you reach out to me pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and same, same thing for me. Like, uh, I'm still, we have a lot of field guys, field staff guys, uh, pro staff guys and all that. But if you're an outfitter, if you're um, looking for a call company, uh, we're always interested in talking to guys. So, uh, of course, if you if we accept you as field staff, pro staff, you get discounts on calls. Um, I'm actually, we're meeting with some guys tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, some guys from here, Central Texas, an outfitter that, all their staff's going to start running our calls. So we're meeting up in the morning, and uh, I'm going to hand-tune all their stuff right there in person. Because I hand-tune, because I, I hand-turn you know, turn all that, I can um, you know tune it to exactly how they're wanting it to work. And it's different. Each guy likes a little different sound. Some like less low-end and more high-end. Some like more breakup. So I can I can take that and, and uh, tune them right there in person for them and when they – when they leave with the call, they have exactly what they want. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to do that tomorrow. But, um, man, it's been an awesome podcast. Uh, we're going to try to get a few more out here in the next few weeks. I'd love to do a, a Duck Season Eve podcast November 13th. I that'd be that'd fun. Be, that'd get be really a, cool. Get a bunch of our buddies around. And get the crew. We're going to have Colt and Zeke and Bridger on uh, sometime. Bridger just got married. I saw that. We call him Duffy, which we'll talk about a lot. Uh, I don't call him that a lot, but those guys, they're all really, really close friends. They call him Duffy, but uh, we'd love to have them on. He's in some crazy country right now on his honeymoon. So uh, hopefully when he gets back, 
I'd love to do that podcast. We'll have Damon on, some different guys. So, dog, uh, buddy of mine, that's a dog trainer, um, friends, buddies. All that's coming up. So, again, thank you all for checking out our podcast today. Uh, if you have anything you want to hear about, any topics you want us to cover, anything at all, find us on socials. We're going to try to go live on some of these podcasts as well. We tried yep. to do that last time, but I didn't know you had to have your account set up for 24 hours. Yep. So... Uh, our YouTube channel is ready to go now for some live stuff. But anyway, uh, thanks again. Y'all be safe out there uh, in the field. I know a lot of y'all seasons are opening up or will open up really, really soon. So, uh, yeah. Um, I always wanted to end the pod. I haven't ended a podcast like this yet, but uh, I, I wanted to give just a little bit of time at the end where one of us can kind of give some feedback. Um, so, uh, like I said earlier, I'm a pastor, and one, as we've been walking through this corona, uh, there's a verse that has just continued to stick with me, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I butchered it a little bit. That's not exact, but it's close. But anyway, uh, a lot of times when we're going through stuff like this, um, it, <clears throat> it causes you to go, man, what is happening? Yeah. Like, what in the world's happening? We're coming up on the election. Yeah. Um, we've got a divided country here, Big for time. sure. We've got people on the left, people on the right. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of, uh, man, it's just stuff that I never thought I'd see. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, used to, uh, as a kid, or uh, when you think about the president, it's like that's the, it still is the number one office in the United the number. You know, it's like he's the leader of our country and all that. But it's gotten to a point now where, um, man, there's so much fighting and arguing and, and things that are going on that... He said this, she said that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And so you start to go, man, what is happening? What's going on? You know, for me, I'm going, Lord, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just always come back to that verse. Like, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And so whatever's going on, uh, I know that that's the truth. I've seen it over and over in my life, and my testimony is yes. that um, when I follow the Lord and what He's doing, your whole deal with capturing the hunt is literally uh, you felt like the Lord was kind of giving you a vision to do something, and you went and followed Him, and it's, yeah. it's turned into something crazy. It's allowed me to do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is step down and do full-time photography, and it's been awesome. Yep. It's Absolutely. been scary. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, and it's taking a risk. And yeah. um, but I it's said this the other time. day, like, there's there's times where I think, I know what the Lord's doing here. I got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And then he'll throw a curveball and do something totally different, and it'll work out way better than I thought it was going to. Exactly. And so uh, the Lord's plan is perfect. I say that a, a lot, but the Lord's plan really is perfect. And even through this corona stuff, I don't have answers. I mean, I, my uh, the thing I admire most about some leaders and pastors is when they're asked a question, they can comfortably say, I don't know the answer to that. And so I don't know the answer to all this. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I know the Lord's doing something and I have, uh, some, you know, kind of thoughts and, and, um, things that I think, uh, that are happening and going on and what the Lord's doing. I know, uh, that it's, it's caused a lot, uh, of people to turn back to the Lord. I know there's a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of people, uh, a lot of salvation happening. You know, the gospel's being preached in a lot of places. And so uh, it's been cool to see that. 
But, uh, man, you may be struggling through something. You may be, life just may be kicking you, and you don't know what's going on. Um, contact us. You can contact me through social media. Uh, I'd love to chat, love to talk. Um, but at the end of the day, the Lord's plan is perfect. And, uh, you know, some guys ask, you know, well, how, how do I hear from the Lord? How do I know? How do I? Uh, it's super simple. And, and I think it all comes down to this. Um, the Bible is, uh, there's a verse in 2 Timothy that says, uh, the, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Um, and so it literally is, the Word of God is living and active. It's not just a book. And so if you take the Bible and you read it, there's two things you do. You read it and you apply it. And that's it. If you read the Word of God and you apply it to your life, God's going to speak through His Word and He's going to bless you applying His Word. And so... Uh, I've kind of come back down to um, with this whole, I, I have dreams and, and I would love to, to one day uh, have a place that I could do uh, hunting, you know, kind of like family ministry where guy, people bring their families in, the guys hunt, and we do stuff during the day. There's a whole bunch of ways you could go. I always say everything I do in my life, I use it to bring people to Jesus, mm-hmm. whether it's sharing the gospel or just hanging out with people and um, letting them experience something a little different than, than what what they're in or whatever, but, uh, you know, with the new campus for planting, I'm going to do a, uh, kind of a men's study on a day of the week, come hang out, have coffee. We'll talk through, through some stuff, but, um, that's going to be my number one thing that I tell guys is read the word and apply it. That's it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's simple, uh, but it's so difficult at the same time because it's hard to find that time. It's hard to find, uh, Set, a, set aside time to do that. I know we're a busy society, and we're a right-now society, right-now culture, and it's hard. Um, but if we as a society, as we as, as men, as leaders of our family, as leaders of our country, could learn to do that, if we could read the Word of God and apply what it says every day, uh, God would totally radically change us as, as believers, as followers, as non-believers, whatever. So uh, that's kind of my... Um, Five minute, that might have been ten, I don't know. Five, That's ten fine. minute little <laughs> little uh spiel for today. And I'd like to start in some podcasts like that. But anyway, yeah. The Lord's plan is perfect for you, uh, for whoever's listening. And uh man, go if you don't have a Bible, contact me and I will send you a Bible. Mm-hmm. I'll literally send you one. Um and if you take that thing and you read it and apply it, God's gonna change your life. Like, you may be going through something right now that you think, God can never pull me out of this. This is the worst thing I've ever been through. Uh, whatever. Um, God can redeem that, and uh, and it all comes down to him and his word. So reading his word and applying it. Yes. So anyway. You want to pray? Yeah, I'll pray. Ready? Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for everyone that's listening. And, Lord, we pray that you uh, would help us do that. Help us be in your word daily and apply it. Uh, and if we can do that, it's simple, it's easy. Um, you're going to speak to us. You're going to use the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and you're going you're gonna to change us. And so, Lord, I pray uh, that our nation would turn to you, that we would turn to you. And, uh, Lord, I'm excited to see what you're going to do. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you all for being with us. Uh, give us a feedback. Let us know what you think. And uh, we will talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace out.